Hello, Prince George's County. This is March 2020, and it's Women's History Month. For this season, we're focusing on women in the DMV that have changed lives. Some of these names you already know, but some of these women will be new to you. What will not be new to you is the wonders we uncover in this historic county just outside the nation's capital. Stay right here for our Prince Georgian of the Day. This is the Prince George's Daily Podcast. Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden, and today is March 26, 2020. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily Podcast, I sit down with Lanice Tyree, the Campus Director of Auxiliary Services at PGCC. What is it like to be responsible for the new Center for Performing Arts on campus? Find out right after the weather. This is a two-part interview, and this is the first part. This is also Women's History Month on the Prince George's Daily Podcast. We take this opportunity to focus on phenomenal women of Prince George's County, the DMV, and all over. Now for today's weather. Our high temperature is going to be in the mid-60s under partly cloudy skies. We do have a 50% chance of rain tonight as our low temperature drops down to about 50 degrees. Clear and warmer tomorrow with a high of almost 67 degrees. This weekend, there's a 70% chance of rain, and it will be a bit cooler with temperatures reaching only into the lower 50s. Now for the COVID-19 update. Coronavirus is serious. There have been over 75,000 cases reported nationally. In the state of Maryland, there are nearly 600 cases with four deaths. Two of those deaths are in Prince George's County, according to the latest data from the state health department. Keep your distance from others whenever possible. And remember, of course, be kind on this and every day. And according to the National Weather Service, our sunrise this morning was at 7 a.m. Our sunset this evening will take place at 725. That's the weather for today, March 26, 2020. Stay with us after today's episode of Phenomenal Women and Gorgeous Prince George's. We will bring you news from the desk of Lillian Torres. In today's news, Lillian talks about coronavirus and the impact on public schools in the county and a touching story of human connection. Coming right up, I go toe-to-toe with Lanice Tyree of Prince George's Community College. She is a phenomenal woman and is our Prince Georgian of the day. This is the Prince George's Daily Podcast at PGCC. So you grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Listen, okay. Watchmen is a great series. I'm just <laughs> okay. Um, where'd you grow up? Um, so, uh, um, see, the, the story's not as funny the second time around. No, because I was gonna say. <laughs> so when you say grow up, what do you mean? Um, for someone like me who has been moving for like since I was six, uh, every four years of her life, it's when people ask me, "So where are you from?" I, you know, my response is, "I'm not really from anywhere." Um, I've lived internationally and domestically um, over the course of my mother's military career. Um, And as a military brat, I tend to just, you know, we adjust and we acclimate to wherever, you know, our parents are stationed. So I don't really have a hometown. I don't have a, you know, oh, this is the team I root for kind of thing. That does not agree with your bio, <laughs> but we'll get Other there later. Other than in college, okay. now I love my Gators, and that's okay. that's completely different. Um, right. But most people love their college, you know, sport and stuff. So. Right. University of Florida all day, go Gators. Okay, so um, military brat, internationally, nationally, mm-hmm. every that must have really been tough. Starting at six years old, that meant every mm-hmm. major transition in your life, mm-hmm. you had a brand new set of friends. Yep. 
brand new environment, mm-hmm. brand new everything, and sometimes a brand new language. Mm-hmm. So I was trilingual up until I was 15. Um, I lost Japanese because I didn't have as many people to talk to as I would have liked. Um, it actually was not as bad as people would assume. And I actually have more people that are like, oh, that sounds really cool. And I mean, on the face of it, it was, you know, I lived in places that as a kid, I didn't realize they were exotic. Like, you know, we are eating snails off a tree. Like it just, you know, that's what we thought everybody did. Um, just nuance. Um, so when I came back to the States, it was... You know, I was at a military base with other military kids who did the same thing that I did. So it wasn't until I started going to public school, and I'm using air quotes, um, that I realized the life that I led with my parents was different, if that makes sense. Uh, Perfect sense to me. Yeah. So it really wasn't as transitional, like, um, and as... um, jarring as it would be for somebody who was unfamiliar with the life but when you start at it with such a young age you actually get quite acclimated to the fact that oh it's a packing box oh I guess we're moving again oh where are we moving to this time okay you know I can pack and unpack my house quite efficiently as an adult because of you know training (laughs) oh okay yeah and for someone like like me that my kids, I did not want them to have that experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that experience growing up. We had one house from the time I was 12 years old until I left the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I was 17. So it was only five years. <laughs> only five years. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it you, seemed so permanent. But do you see how much value you have in that? And the same value you have for that is the same value that I have for my life. I'm able to move quickly. I don't have like weird attachments to things and I say weird in a like oh my god I can't leave that I'm very like so we can put that in storage and come revisit that at another point and decide at that point if we want to get rid of it or if we want to keep it um so I'm very like you know rational with the because our moves made sense all the way up through you know when it was me making the move and me going to college and then going to my master's program and then finding a career so all of the moves made sense so it, it you know the same value you have for you know, those five years. And for some people is for like 10 or 15 years. And sometimes right. it's 20 is the same value I have for the life that I live. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was jealous of those people with the, the 10 Were or 15 you really? years. I really was. Yeah. Uh, in, in one location. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe it, it was, I, I was not around other kids like me. Okay. So that, that sort of sets the, that the is the balance. Yeah. That's for, the balance. Of it. Yeah. So of all the places you live, mm-hmm. do you have a favorite? Absolutely. Oh, please. Yeah. Okinawa, on. Japan. Okay. Why? Top bottom, the best place I've lived. Yeah. Because, I mean, one, it was an island. We went to the beach a lot. We ate, you know, snails off trees. Like, it was just like a weird thing. We would cook them in the sun. Like, I had a nanny that used to torture us. It was fantastic. It was the first place I broke a bone. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was living on an island. Like, it was just, it was great. How old were you for that that period? Um, I was from three to seven because we came back to the states i was seven but in living in okinawa we lived in south korea and we lived in egypt and then we came back to okinawa and then we came back to the states okay so you lived in okinawa more than once mm-hmm. okay that's good yeah well, it's interesting yeah, yeah and of course that's an experience that not everyone gets to to have and i, I wonder what that experience taught you mm-hmm. that helps you in everyday life now but i'm gonna mm-hmm. get to that question later okay first mm-hmm. can you tell everybody what you do and where you do it. Oh, okay. So professionally my, now. Okay. So um I'm the director of auxiliary services and event management here at Prince George's Community College. That is a business card full. 
<laughs> no, my title is long. Like, I've asked twice to be like, so can it just be this? <laughs> um, so I actually um, oversee several different things here at the college. Um, I'm going into my presentation mode. Um, so I oversee it as the managing director of the Center of Performing Arts. I oversee the Culinary Arts Center, uh, the event management for the college, dining, and all of the bookstores for the college, print shop and mailroom, and our natatorium. That is a lot. And yeah. I guess they couldn't fit that on one business card, so they yeah. just shortened it to director of... Yeah, auxiliary Everything. services and event management. So I oversee about 87% of the revenue outside of tuition and fees. Okay. Mm -hmm. And can you describe your typical day, if you have a typical day? I do. It's a lot of meetings. Whatever like, do you mean? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So my typical day is in the morning, I check in with my assistant, Demetrius Williams. She's amazing. Uh, I pray every day that she doesn't leave me. Um, and she helps me kind of go through and catalog what my week is. Um, and so each day we try to get in front of what my schedule is because I can get booked very quickly. Um, and she knows that I need to have time to like actually manage some things and talk to my staff. Um, but it can be like 87% of my day is sitting in meetings. Okay, and you're meeting with oh, so you want other me to people on your level? Expound on you're that. Oh goodness, with faculty members, you're so meeting with students. I, it could range. So a typical day, it could be a high level overarching meeting with the CFO of the college, who I report to, to me meeting with the academic program about the various spaces within the CPA or the culinary center, um, or the natatorium, because those are the three places of facilities that I oversee that have a combination of both uh, facility usage in them um, to, you know, having meetings in a, you know with people in L.A. or people in New York about programming that they want to have here at the college um, to, you know, going over dining selections and if we're going to change the menu for the next season or what are the new things that Starbucks has that we want to put in our Starbucks here. Um, I also, you know, I have meetings about people who just want to come here and have an event and want someone's opinion about, well, is that actually possible? Um, but, you know, we do a lot of different things that are procedural based, um, but we also have meetings for policy and things like that. I'm a exec. I'm on the executive council for a college wide forum. So um, it could really be a range of different things, but it is a lot of meeting and collaborating um, and kind of deciding, you know, where the direction of what we're doing goes. Okay, so what are some of the biggest challenges you face as the Director of Auxiliary Services and Event Management at Prince George's Community College in Prince George's County, Maryland? That is, there's only one of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is only one of me is really one of the largest challenges. Um, I wish that I had a, um, a number two, like an assistant director or something, just to give me, give myself as the individual balance. When you ask that question, I kind of look at, look at it internally and say, so, you know, you have seven departments and you're the one person that everybody reports to. That's, that's a lot to, to balance um, and having senior managers, but not as actually having somebody who can help you oversee kind of the largestness of what you have. Um, but that's like a really selfish kind of challenge um the real challenge is the newness of what I do this division um and or unit is newly because it didn't exist before I got here so I got here in November 2017 um it'll be three years in November of this year um, and look at what all I've been able to accomplish. Um, and I say that jokingly because I sometimes don't get to stop and actually look at it. So the challenge is, is that sometimes I don't 
actually get to sit down and be like, okay, so not only did you open one building, but you opened two, um, a very large one on, on the face of that, you push forward a whole season of programming, um, kicking and screaming, bringing everybody with you, but you got it done. Um, but you're also expanding and providing more opportunities for people to come and work here. I was given a uh, organizational chart that had four departments and eight people on it. I now have seven departments and I have 47 folks. Um, a lot of those positions I had to create from scratch and write job descriptions and fill out, you know, what that hierarchy was going to be and what those people were going to be responsible for. Um, I was literally told you need to figure this out. So um, those have been the challenges is the newness of what I do and who I am as a person and what it is for everyone else that has been here for a long time and what the business of the college is going to be going forward because the college is making a a real business change in how it's going to manage itself moving forward. And that, that has been one of the challenges for anyone that has come here and is on the business side of what we do. Um, getting everyone the buy-in of this is now the direction of where we're going. So okay. that's your, that's a, a, a better answer for your podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you've got seven managers that report directly to you yeah. and you oversee everything that they're responsible for yeah. and you are the, the buck where it stops. Sadly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or, or gladly. Yeah. Yeah. What do your, your managers give you that um, you could not do yourself? So you've got somebody that, that is responsible just for the CPA mm -hmm. and somebody responsible for the Culinary Arts mm -hmm. Building, somebody responsible for the bookstores mm -hmm. or other revenue. Yep. What do they do that mm -hmm. that takes something off your plate? So they give they give me the, the breathing room for like the daily stuff. Yeah. Um, I would say wholeheartedly is being the managing director of the CPA, which is a position that, you know, I, I didn't advocate for, but kind of just... That's where it fell and that's where it was staying. And this takes up more of my time, so much so that most people on campus think this is the only thing I have. So I have great managers that make it so that people think that, oh, Lanice, only oh, she's got that because that's what she be, you know, every day. Like, um, so I have great managers that help me make sure that those things keep moving. But there's strategy things that I provide to them to say, you know, so let's look at this for next year and blah, blah, blah. But definitely the day-to-day -day daily stuff, absolutely. Um, I don't have to worry about that at all. Okay. And I'm very thankful for that. Hello Prince George's County, my name is Lillian Torres and here is the latest news for today. A Prince George's County Public Schools teacher has tested positive for the coronavirus, also known as the COVID-19, according to an email sent to PGCPS families. The PG County Health Department notified PGCPS Tuesday morning that a teacher at Templeton Elementary in Riverdale Park had tested positive. Maryland schools will remain closed through April 24th amid the virus outbreak, which has now left four in the state dead and 400 with confirmed cases. The announcement was made Wednesday during a press conference with Governor Larry Hogan and State Superintendent of Maryland Schools, Karen Salmon. And for our last news story, an anonymous Maryland mom has been leaving free bagged lunches outside a traffic stop north of Annapolis every day during the pandemic. 
The Capital Gazette reports a sign by the lunches in Severna Park says the food is made in a sanitized kitchen for anyone who needs it. A resident who has been taking food for her children from the traffic stop says it's good to see people stepping up and helping others. For the Prince George's Daily, I am Lillian Torres.